you have entered the arcade cafe. Today, I've served myself a peach lining kugels. Oh, I was trying to say Miller Lite again. I was like, stop it. <laughs> Every fucking week, a Miller Lite. It's a cafe. Shouldn't it be a coffee? Yeah, but I can't. I don't want to drink coffee in the. I mean, we record this in the evening. Ideally, it would be coffee, but there you go. Caleb's doing it right. He's got a Duncan in his hands. It's not actually Duncan. It's my wife's cup yeah. I'm using. Reusing a Duncan cup. Classy. It is pretty classy, and it is a pre-made coffee, so I am really mm. uh, to stock some uh, high end. the Walmart way. Uh, I really am. I am your host, Bryce Yoli, and I'm here with my pal and cousin-in-law and more eloquent co-host, Caleb James. Here in the Arcade Cafe lies a start button size answer to those full-length episodes of Arcade Bookshop. At only about 20 minutes in length, we bring you our current thoughts on our video game progress, our book progress, a little bit of video game news that's probably already a little old. Occasional state of the podcast info, our wants, our needs, our private thoughts, our deepest, darkest secrets, and the sweet nothings that Caleb whispers in the bedroom. Let's get down to business. So first thing, I just wanted to let everybody know, I mentioned in the first episode of Arcade Cafe that uh, I was doing a poetry series as a, in addition to Arcade Cafe. I decided not to really go forward with you that. You bailed because... on it immediately. Well, no, I was thinking about that like since the beginning of the show, the, of arcade bookshop and i forgot that a, one of the reasons i didn't go through with it originally is because i want to talk about uh like actual published like famous books of poetry or pieces or whatever and unless you get approval from the publisher or from the artist the writer it's technically a copyright issue to talk about to like read from it at all and i don't think you can really talk about poetry without reading the poem the poems no, it wouldn't work too well. Yeah. Caleb thought that I was going to talk about my poetry, and I like, was, I could do that, but I don't think I would have like an ongoing, like, I would run out eventually. And I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about poems that I don't have published either. And the mo majority of them, of them aren't published. So, uh, even though there's a, a bulk of, they're not a bulk, but even though there's like a group of them that are, um, I would run out pretty quickly. So I don't want to, I'm just going to put that on the side. Maybe I'll come up with something better. But the good news is that I've been rejected like a million more times since the last episode of Arcade Cafe. That's and pretty I'm neat. Up to, uh, up to 15 rejections now. I think last week I was at like, I don't think, I think I was only at like six or seven or something. Maybe eight. I don't know. It's a lot in a week's so I, time. Yeah, I'm doing really bad, but really good to reach my reach my goal for having started Smitty again so late. But we uh, we both were accepted into separate issues of this thing called, which I don't, it's no big deal to announce that, right? I don't know what you're talking about. The PA Mid Bards? Mid <laughs> no, not the PA Bards. We've t we've talked that through. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, mini Mac. That's big news, too. That comes <laughs> with a poetry reading live on stage. It does. So the Benedum this year. To... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we were, we were accepted into Mini Mag. It's this... Oh yeah, I forgot um, about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not a huge deal, but it's a cool little daily online publication. Um, I think I, it looks like they published the whole issue on like Instagram. Like I don't know what you call those the those story things on Instagram where you can like yeah. add a bunch of stories to it. You can get a PDF of it to download yeah. on your phone because I checked out the last issue and it looks pretty cool. But yeah. I uh, the story I got submit I submitted to that that I got accepted. I also submitted elsewhere to chill mag which is a print one and it's almost like the same thing but it's a print yeah. one and it's not weekly though i think it comes out only a couple times a year 
I think my story would have been a good fit, and I had a feeling they were probably going to accept it. But then you got rejected, like the same. I think it was the same day or right after I got accepted in Mini Mag, and their thing was that they just ran out of spaces. Yeah, like they filled filled their quota. So I, uh, when I withdrew my piece from them, they immediately emailed me back and say, "Oh, congratulations!" and submit again in the future. Blah blah. blah. So I'm thinking that I would have, I was going to get the generic rejection. Yeah, the thing is. Like they can say that and they could totally be lying. Uh, that's a really nice way to reject everybody if you want, I guess. Like it, we're you don't have max capacity. Yeah, we're just always at max capacity. It's like right I mean, in the beginning. I guess of it's transparent period. if they're telling the truth, but I don't. Yeah. Doesn't make me not. any happier because it's like, what do you, do you have to submit like as soon as it opens to get a chance or what? It's, it's funny because there are like, there are a lot of magazines out there that uh, put themselves on as a magazine that wants to accept more people than most magazines and i always get rejected anyway <laughs> every time well i don't the thing i don't understand is if you do the max capacity thing and that's your rejection and that means you're not picking the best of what you got you're just picking until you hit a certain number and then yeah, anything after true. that could be could be amazing but you're not going to even read it because that's what it's what your rejection sounded like to me was they didn't read it because they filled up which is right. fine. I mean, they told you at least, but I'm just yeah. thinking to, in my, to myself, does that mean like they didn't read it at all and they don't give a shit? Yeah, I actually didn't think of that, but that's a good point. Because what if it was lame, like, the but... what if your poem was the best thing that they could have put in the magazine? Like, what if it was better than everything else? Her. But yeah, they didn't. That's certain. That's kind of poopy. That is but it irritating. is only two people. I think it's only two people who do that. So I yeah, understand. and it it does look like a cool magazine. So I was I'll submit again. But there's a lot of little caveat or not caveats, but like nuances in journals and magazines that it's just it adds up and gets frustrating well but, it's easier um, once you start following them because you could actually catch these early i don't know when we yeah. got their submission thing open but i think it was near the end anyway it's true but <clears throat> shout out to mini mag anyway and follow them on instagram yeah. you'll find us there uh early may sometime we're in separate issues but we're both early may um and I on think the, mine's like may 9th or something or is that yours I think that's mine. I think yours is like May 6th second. or something. Uh, second, maybe. It's like a week before. Yeah. It'll be but out. on that on this topic, I have a brand new complaint about the submission process. Okay. Um well it's just another another thing about that that, that magazines like to say in their submission guidelines. Like uh, recently it just occurred to me how jacked up it is when they say this. They'll say something like, We offer and will always offer free submissions. But then later down the page, they basically threaten to reject you by saying, we strongly encourage you to buy a copy of the magazine before submitting so you know what we like to publish so as to not waste your time or money on submissions. And it's like, wait a second, you're making sure that you always offer free submissions, but your magazine costs twenty five dollars. Well, I mean, I, I just buy it. I just got it rejected again by Driftwood. Yeah. In the past, <laughs> it was for each submission. I think they had a submission fee or you could pay the 15 bucks to get the anthology. And I don't remember what their submission fee was. So I did that a couple of times. This time there was no option. It was just buy the anthology yeah. for 30 bucks or buy one of their published novels for 30 bucks with your submission. And then I did that and got rejected after a week. And I'm like, fucking never again. <laughs> I did get the book. It looks kind of cool, but I'm just like, yeah. come on. I mean, I think you said never again last time we did that. Didn't we 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 submitted to that twice before? So that was your third time doing that too. Yeah, and I just fucking spent too much money on them. And I don't even like the publication. That's the thing. No, yeah. like, I, I read the <laughs> stories not, in their anthology. I didn't like them. I'm done with that stuff. Uh I, I I 
I have to be, I'm monitoring what I'm spending on submissions now. I'm trying not to exceed 25 tops, 20 ideally. This was the most I've ever spent now. I had, I think, a 20 or $25 contest I spent on uh, before, and I just submitted to, I don't remember the magazines, like a fantasy journal or uh, not a journal. uh, I don't know. I forget if they put out books. I forget what they put out, but it's like a bigger one, and it's a $10 fee. But they actually like they're the one of the I find this with the genre stuff. They actually read and will give you even if it's generic feedback, they'll be like, hey, this didn't work for me because it was boring. It was dry. It mm-hmm. was like they'll actually give you some feedback versus all these literary reviews. Like most of them is just generic. I Every single time I've submitted to a genre one and got rejected, I got some kind of feedback. Yeah. Well, also, when you submit the contest, you're it's it's going to be a better response regardless, I think. And they're definitely going to read that. I mean, you'd think it's unethical. <laughs> much more they don't. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think it's unethical if a journal charges three dollars for a submission fee and they don't read it mm-hmm. or they, you know, say they read it. But like, here, here's what I was wondering. So if you submit five poems, let's use the pen review, for example, and they because they reply in a, one day to usually a week, it says on their site. So if a couple days go by and they say, hey, you're, you know, rejected, whatever, generic rejection. Did they actually read all five of your poems? Or did they just read the first one and go, man, or did they skim? I just don't know. I feel like it's just a bunch of interns at these places that don't really care. Yeah, like you're at the whims of some college kid, probably. Like maybe you'll get lucky and get somebody that actually wants to read something good. And then every other time, though, it's like somebody who's read a million submissions and just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Right. And having been, well, we both have been on that end of things where you're reading you're reading for a magazine and it's just it's, it all bleeds together because most of it isn't very good yeah and at least at least for me it was that way because i mine was a an undergrad magazine only so a lot of it was people that were you know mostly teenagers or early 20s and they even if it was okay it was still kind of blah mm-hmm. um and you have to like pick the best of the blah. And <laughs> so if you get into that groove of things, however, the pen review should be getting decent submissions because it, it has uh higher. Uh, I always forget this word. Notoriety. Something like that. Esteem. Uh, I don't know. Esteem. Something like that. But that but, also means they get way more submissions. Yeah. Which means you're going to get a bunch of poopy ones, too, because it's free. And the one before this last one, I waited like four days. And this one, I waited like uh, like 10 days nine or ten and so that was greater than their than, than, than what they say they're it's supposed to take so you think like they probably got behind and they're like they probably just deleted a bunch you know rejected a bunch but anyway yeah, i don't like that but it also makes me think like especially with your poetry maybe it would be to your benefit to just write some like make like you still your style of poetry but like the topic is outlandish or something unusual yeah. because that would make it stick out because I know if I was reading a thousand submissions a week, if I got one that was like something very odd, even if yeah. the poem wasn't as good as some of the other ones, I'd be like, hmm, you know what? It's different. And maybe that's what they would look for. Maybe I'll do that next time. Which could be I why just... we, you know, our complaints about why do these journals and reviews and magazines publish such like dookie poems sometimes. It might be because they're just different. Yeah. Well, I'll try. I'll try it differently next time, I guess. But. Last writing topic. Um, Diabolic Press, where is our contributor copy? I want to hold it up like this. I know. I, we I just wanna... want it in our hands because it's pretty and you liked our words so much. To put I, I want to hold book. it up like I'm doing with Spencer's book yeah, here. Yeah, like this. And uh, where is it? 
And if we by saw Friday, the pitchers, that's what that's what kills me. We saw multiple pitchers over multiple weeks. I mean, I saw uh, the guy who's running it. He public or he posted on Instagram not only uh, the proof copy of the magazine, which looks really cool, but it opened up and showed a picture of my story specifically. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, <laughs> and that was over a month ago. Yeah, when he said he's going to send them out. And then I guess well, the printers took a while, but now he took more pictures of the fucking books and then took <laughs> pictures of the books in the container, you know, the packaging. Like, yeah. I want it. Come on. <laughs> well, if by Friday, when this episode airs, that we have received it, thank you so much, Diabolic Press. Yeah. For this sweet first issue of, uh, of your magazine. And we will do a show and tell next week for when it's actually in our hands. It looks Thank really you. cool, and I wish he would uh, announce when he's going to sell it or how much or when, yeah, to we don't where, know about to who, about that. any information. Yeah. Well, when we find out, we will let you know. Moving on, gaming stuff. Games. So I have some bad news first. Um, just the day before we recorded this, Sony Interactive has laid off 8% of their workforce, which equates to 900 employees closing out the London division entirely and resulting in several canceled games. I don't think they announced any uh, what what the games are that were canceled, but an article mentioned uh Naughty Dog and like the 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 developers uh the, a Naughty Dog game and um shoot, I forget the other there were there were two other developers, but I can't remember, but that's insane and lame and it's unfortunate that this that the the I, I probably the world economy is so bad that this that Sony and many other game companies have had layoffs in just the last like six to eight months. Um, and it's it's just like unbelievable that businesses make devastating decisions like this, like 900 employees. Well, do you feel like the whole entertainment industry in general is declining rapidly because like Hollywood is just shit the bed completely like people yeah. are not seeing movies. The movies they do put out more often than not suck now, so that's not helping them any. But like comic books are probably going to go the way of the '90s, where there's just a big burst and nobody buys them anymore. Um, I think, well, like you said, the gaming market is not great right now, and that's probably the strongest market out of all the other entertainment, yeah. uh, other than maybe streaming shows. I don't know what the, the numbers on. Yeah. Well, I know everything, but Netflix is uh, losing money. Netflix, I think, is the only one that's doing okay. All the rest of them I mean, are that's just surprising terrible. Because I don't even like, I don't even watch Netflix anymore. And the only reason I haven't gotten rid of it is because uh, any of our streaming services, really, but mainly Netflix, is because uh, my stepdaughter watches it, and so what we keep all of them because she watches like one thing on every single streaming service. But yeah, I I don't even watch that much new stuff anymore. I don't like no. a lot of the new stuff that comes out, and I would guess that the streaming services are going to be canceled by the majority of the population in the next few years because i mean maybe not maybe it'll just be a thing where we just get desensitized to the minor adjustments over time like everything but it seems to me i mean like we're already spending a, ca a full cable bill and yeah. the the benefit of streaming and you get ads before, now yeah the benefit that is one benefit of the streaming services and also that you can just like have netflix and pay like 10 bucks a month and uh have all these shows but now you have netflix you have hulu you have disney uh plus paramount uh hbo max you have all these streaming services and it adds up to a full cable bill anyway so unless 
you decide that like like me like if i didn't have anybody else watching these things i would get rid of them all except peacock maybe because i like watching the office but um that makes you my, have my brother pays have, for that <laughs> <laughs> that has to make you wonder though what entertain like what are people doing for entertainment because it used to be i always hear people talk or even if i just went on twitter the trending news it's always like some show some movie but now it's just like things that people hate like oh madam web is terrible and then it's just yeah. that's what's trending but it's never things people are watching or reading or enjoying so it makes me think it's like are we done with any creative output <laughs> or any kind of entertainment is it just now we just work and slave away and nobody's happy well you know what i and maybe this is just because i'm only recently in the last few months back on social media but man it seems like there are a shit ton of new literary magazines right now there are a lot and i haven't decided if that's good or not yeah like on, uh, uh my buddy matt holland he lives over in i don't think maybe liverpool somewhere in the uk um he was telling me that because he got published in a couple things and he was telling me that they have this thriving literary scene that's going like bananas over there and you could just go out to like pubs and they do poetry reading story readings like just everywhere and i this was probably a year or two ago he was on my uh, dpw podcast talking about it so i was anticipating at some point it would have to bleed over a little bit to hear and like, I think you think might. at some point in the U.S. we'd start to catch up again with well, having more things like that. Certain certain areas they do that regularly. I, there might even be one in Pittsburgh that we don't really know about, like slam poetry. At least there's a lot of that stuff going on. I don't really well, like that. Well, that White but... Whale Bookshop always does poetry readings. The one we never got to go to. Yeah, yeah, they they do. Um, and I haven't been to that yet, but uh, and, and then I know that. I know you make fun of them for whatever reason, but the PA Bards actually does readings around <laughs> the state, so <laughs> I'll make fun of them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you I, hate the PA Bards. I, I do two time PA Bard, but <laughs> talk shit on them. I don't get it. No, there's a Pittsburgh City of Asylum does stuff too. For I'm not even going to say who the people are because I'll butcher that and I don't want to offend anybody. But they do special poetry stuff as well. But I I do think it's growing, and I think that might be a it might be a thing like people are getting so like the, with the cancel culture and everything, which isn't cool, but uh, people might be getting just totally fed up with typical entertainment and they might be finally moving back to, you know what? I really hope makes stuff. it back the pulp magazines. Yeah. Like eerie, Maybe it, it might like weird sci-fi, weird horror, like, because then that opens up avenues for guys like us to get published and paid for our work mm -hmm. more often and actually get readers. And, uh, I think that's what we need. I think we need less literary reviews and more uh, yeah. in the way of the genre stuff for entertainment purposes because that draws the general public in. General public's not reading literary stuff and academic stuff. Uh, yeah. Not that there's not a place for that, but when, when between like if you have the New Yorker or I don't know, say a new Tales from the Crypt anthology comes out, what do you think the general public's going to pick up first? Yeah, right. That's true. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And, uh, Hopefully we'll still be here to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, you sent me a a new game that's coming out this year called Kingmakers. Remember you sending me that? Oh, that's the one where you go back in time with modern weapons, <laughs> yeah. like medieval times. But you got guns and helicopters. <laughs> it looks fucking awesome. It, it does. It's only coming out for PC at first, and I don't think there's a definite release date yet. And it's going to come out for consoles. But the funny thing is, 
it goes right in line with Kayla's bullshit about Contra. <laughs> about yeah, the Contra guys. <laughs> yeah, Caleb's. If you if you haven't listened to our full length episodes, like almost every single game episode, and <laughs> probably the book episodes too, mm-hmm. Caleb makes this joke about uh, <laughs> the Contra guys coming into as anachronisms to old style games and just obliterating the place like Castlevania. So uh, it's like exactly that this game, it, but it, but obviously like, like you know what would spice up King Arthur tales? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> a fucking battle where the contra guys just come in. Everyone's got swords. And they got fucking lasers and machine guns, just blasting. That is great. Yeah, it now does you look can play that. Fucking awesome. That it's, does look. Yeah, fun. it's like it's like medieval times, and you have like futuristic weapons and like yeah, it's snipers and helicopters and shit. It's, it looks hilarious. <laughs> what you've always wanted caleb um <laughs> it is uh, my last bit here um bit of gaming news gamers can now smell their video games mm. we've got smell a vision i think it's a pc only thing at first again but i think i might be making that up but i uh yeah here let me let me pull the article up i already know where this is gonna go and it's not gonna be video <laughs> games like the future of smellovision is gonna be used for other types of media that does not need smell and it's gonna be fucking gross yeah that's not good no i lost the article but was it just a yeah, box of shit and you just like, like, <laughs> you game? like what is that yeah you order the game it? and they ship you dog shit and you just open it up and well, not actual dog nose. shit just whatever the game is supposed to smell like <laughs> here's grass clippings yeah i don't know how it works but uh it sounds i mean it sounds pretty wild it's another dimension to the gaming it's pretty i mean if they do it right it could be pretty cool although it just sounds like like a futurama joke but yeah <laughs> see how that works out um since we're already at 24 minutes, are you reading anything cool? Uh, I'm finishing up Don Quixote, and I forgot how fucking good that book was. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, I'm like 200 pages, I think, away from being done with. Nice. And you're playing Sea of Stars regularly? Yeah, you interrupted that earlier. It's a <laughs> lot of fun. And I just noticed, uh, which I would love to be able to get in on if I could find a game that's on either Kickstarter or Patreon or something that's in development. Uh, sea of Stars has The Crypt. And it's basically, I'm assuming, I didn't look it up, but I'm assuming it's just everybody who gave money to the game. Yeah. And they get to have their own little tombstones or statues or just like it gets pretty fucking cool. And I think you could save them. Like if you're the person who, you know, uh, gave money and you have a monument. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I noticed that. I, I figured out what that was like after I beat the game. Um, I'm assuming that's what that is. I just guess because I've seen other yeah. games do that. Yeah. No, that is what it is. Uh, I I just beat Return of the Oberdin, Oberdin, which was amazing. I was well. I'll, I'll talk more about that. Uh, because we're doing an actual episode on that later on. But so good, absolute amazing brain teaser. Music is great. You'll hate it the first couple hours, but fuck, that was a great game. Um, and I am reading Player Piano by Kurt Vonnegut, also for a future episode. What game are we pairing with that? Stray, a cat game. Yeah, what that is. It's a futuristic thing where you got to read the book. That's that's a that's a worthwhile read. I was planning on reading the book until you said I have to read it for homework now. <laughs> it is frustrating. I I I get so excited about reading reading this new stuff, but having a timeline on it, yeah, really fucks with it with the enjoyment of it. Like, well, the I, problem is I'm a mood reader, so if I'm not in the mood, even if it's something I really want to read, I'm it's gonna be a slog. Yeah. 
Like, if I get in the mood for, like, say, you know, I get the inkling to reread The Lord of the Rings, I'm fucking gun-ho. But if you're like, hey, let's read Lord of the Rings for the podcast, and I don't don't feel like it, I'm like, yeah. okay, and then I'm like, I know. Join this because I didn't want I didn't want to do this. And again, that's why these these episodes are bi-weekly, because if they were weekly, that would Dead. be fucking miserable. We wouldn't enjoy any of this stuff. Um, I don't even think I could do it. But I'll just crib crib notes, just <laughs> spark notes. <laughs> and we we have a another guest coming up sometime in the next month or so, and he wants to play he well, he wants to talk about The Last of Us, and I neither of us have you haven't played it yet, right? No, nor have I watched the was it yeah. a movie, a show, I don't show, I think so. It's like an I, Indiana but, Jones knockoff or something. Tomb but, Raider knockoff. No, it's like zombies. Zombies. Oh, I'm definitely Last of Us. That Tom Holland played in the movie. That's I'm Uncharted. Thinking different. That's oh, Uncharted. yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'm thinking Uncharted. Yeah. No. Last of Us is supposed to be. I. I. I didn't play it when it came out because, I, like you just said, zombies is a turnoff to me because it came out like when zombies were already oversaturated, and I was like, eh. But apparently, it's really, really good. Mm. Uh. So I do want to play it, but I all I'm in such a mood to play Final Fantasy VII remake because I actually have PS Plus Premium, so it's free. And Rebirth is coming out, what, like this week or next week or something. And I just really want to, and I haven't done anything Final Fantasy VII related, I don't know, probably since high school. I I, I started playing it yesterday, and I just want to dive into that. So <laughs> hopefully our guests can understand if maybe we just don't have our, uh, <laughs> if we uh, do that interview like a month or so from now. But um, yeah, good luck scheduling but, that, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's not an easy be. guy to schedule things with because he's in a different country and he's yeah. always flying around the world. That's fine. I mean, if it takes, if if we have to like put it off a while, I, I'm cool with that. I really want to. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I just time wise, like, I just really want. <laughs> I just really want to uh be able to play what I want to play and read what I want to read and stuff. You know, Caleb's holding his kitty. Yeah, he's a good kitty. All right. Well, uh. Last thing for anyone who's listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or uh, audio only anywhere, just so you know, we do have uh, video for most of our episodes. Well, not most of our episodes, but going forward, all of the Arcade Cafe episodes and most of the future Arcade Bookshop episodes will be full video. So you can find that on YouTube for now until I figure out a way to make it go on Spotify and whatever. So I don't think anybody wanna... watches the videos on Spotify, though. Well, I watch the videos for Ninjas or Butterflies. I like You're the watching. One guy. You're the one guy who does that because I remember it makes a, a difference. Deal. Do it. Go do it. Do it. Make it on Spotify. I mean, I don't know. I don't think anybody really looks at the YouTube <laughs> videos that I make. So I, if it can go on Spotify, I would just like that yeah. because I'm making video. Yeah, um, you might as well just get it out everywhere you can if you're a jump into the ring light dude yeah okay so we are over to, time yeah it's cool i just want to put that out there thank you everybody for listening <clears throat> you have just spent some time in the arcade cafe and i hope it was lovely and you enjoyed your time and you got some you got to wind down with us and a fast 15 minutes like bryce joy beverage. <laughs> i'm bryce yoli with my pal and cousin-in-law caleb james and we'll see you next week yeah